0: ओम नवम ब्रह्म आदिप्यौ ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदाय कर्तृभ्यौ वंश ऋषिभ्यौ नमो गुरुप्या शंकरम शंकराचार्यदिम केशवम बादरायणम सूत्रभाष्यवृतव वन्दे भगवंतौ पुनः पुनः ईशरो गुरु रात्मेदी व्योमव व्याप्त देहाय नमः Badrangar nebishrunyama deva Badrampasye makshavir yajatra Stirai rangai e sostu vagum sastanubi Yashema deva hidam yada yuho Sostina indro bruddha shrava Sostina phu shavishaveda Sostina stak arishtanemi स्वस्तिनोब्र हस्पतिल्ददातु ओम् शांति शांति Shanti हे mm-hmm. प्रच्णाम् शुप्रतानै स्थिरधर निकरै व्यापे विल्व्यापे लोकान vītvā sarvān viṣeṣān sopiti madurabhuṁ māyaya bhoja māyā saṅkhyaṁ turīyam pamarama marzam brahmā yattanna toṣmī yo viṣvātmā vidija viṣayān prāśyabhokān stavishtān paschās chānyān swamadivībhavān jodīṣāsvena sūṣmān Sarvan, Ethan, Punarevishene, Swatmanista, Vayitwa, Hitua, Sarvan, Visheshan, Vega, guna the Gunaganae, Patu Saunaturi, the Mantuki Upanishad Omiteta, the Charmitam Sarvam, the Siob Bhutam Vyakyanam, Bhutam Bavishetiti, Sarvam, Monkara Yeva. Yet Chanyat Rikala सर्वं Tatapya अयमात्मा Yeva. सोयमात्मा चतुष्पाद, Brahma Ayamatma Brahma, Soya Matma Chatushpad, Jagari Dastano, Bhi Pratnya, Sapnanga Yekona Bhimsitimukaha, यत्र सुप्नो न कंजन कामं कामयते न कंजन सुप्नं पश्यदीता सुशुप्तं सुशुप्तस्तान एकी बुद्धा प्रक्षयान घने एवं आनंदमयो आनंदबुद्धेज्यो मुखा प्रात्यतिदीय पादहं एशा सर्वेश्चरस सर्वेश्च सर्वच्छन्द एशा अंधर्यामी एशा सर्वस्य न अंतप्रज्ञं न विहि प्रत्यं नो वेद प्रत्यं न प्रज्ञानगनं न प्रज्ञं न प्रज्ञं अदृश्यं अव्यहादिम अग्राह्यम अलक्षणं अचिन्त्यं अव्यप्रदेशं एकात्म प्रत्ययसारं प्रपंचोपशमं शांतं शिवं अद्वैतं चतुर्तं मन्यन्देसा आत्मा सविज्ञेयः सोयमात्मा अध्यक्षरं जागरिद स्थानो वैश्वानर प्रथम पात्रं अतेरादिमत्वाद्भावं आप आपनोति हवै सर्वां कामान् आदिश्च भवति यय ये एवम वेदा स्वप्नस्थान तेजस उकारो द्वितीय मात्रा उत्कत्काद् उभयत्वाद्वा उत्कर्षति हवै न अस्य Yayvam Veda, Sushuptastana, Pratyo, Makaras Tradhya Matra, Midera, Vikerva, Minotihava, Idam Sarvam, Apitish Chavati, Yayevam Veda, Amatras Chadurta, Abhyavahya, Pradbanjovasamha, Shibam Advaita, Aing Eva Mongara, Atmaiva, sambishati Atmana, Atmanam Yam Edam Veda. om Mshat. So we have been doing the Madhukya upanishad with the gaudapada's karika and commentaries which shankara had written the synopsis which i have been explaining through the last 25 classes or 25 sessions we have completed to just to remind and recall and today being the the last class for the advaita prakaranam we are completing the actual the Upanishad and the karikas in with this class and the upcoming chapter which is called the alada shanti prakaranam is basically a summary of the first second and third chapter with the review of opponent's views like sankhya vaisya nyaya, etc and baudha with their interpretation how it is different from their interpretation and how does it gel with the total philosophy of gaudapada and the advaita philosophy as such so before going to the fourth chapter and concluding the third chapter with the uh, seven verse seven eight verses i will just recall what the upanishad mentioned in its first seven mantras which are the most important aspects of it just as a summary or a revision so the first mantra said om iti etat aksharam idam sarvam Tasyobam vyakyanam vyakhyanam bhutam bhavishyat iti astarbam so om iti etat aksharam idam sarvam this Sarvam, this jagat or this experience or the total totality of us can be represented by the word Om as a syllable. And this Upanishad, Tasya Upavakhyanam, is the explanatory note or the this Upanishad is explaining that which is can be also said as Sarvam can be. Interpreted as bhutam bhavad bhavishyad, that is past, present, and future. All this thing is onkara eva, sarvam onkara eva. Not only that, yet cha anyat, apart from that, Trikala idam, which is beyond the past, present, and future, tadabi onkara eva, even that is also part of the onkara, or that onkara includes the even the Beyond what is present, past and future. Sarvam hetat Brahma. Now sarvam, which is used in the first mantra, is indeed the etat Brahma. is also known as Brahma. And that ayam atma Brahma, that at, this ayam atma, this atma of the listener and the speaker, is indeed that Brahma. Soya chatushpat now this atma should be understood as this soyam atma means that atma which is now being referred here i am in this upanishad should be understood as four aspects of the atma or the experience can be categorized or analyzed in the form of four methods so here in the first uh, part of it it is taking the Waking Hours, Jagaridasthano Bahi Pratnya Saptanka Ekona Vimshati Stula Buk Bhuk, Vaishvanara Pratam The Jagaridasthana, the waking state, is Bahi Pratnya, is predominantly by the external awareness of the world and it consumes, book means one enjoys, stula book. What is gross in the in the experience with the sensory input, and it is called the vaisvanara, which is the Padaha. Is the first quarter or the first aspect should be understood as the first one, the which is the jagrat or the waking up. The second one is Sopnastana andapratnya. The sopnasthana or the dream state is andapratnya is. Aware of the internal world of experiences. Now this is what what is one should understand that it is not only talking about the dream while we call what we call the dream. Therefore, it says Vivivikta book taijasa tiriya padaha. Vivivikta book means it is it is subtle or not gross and it is but very. Clear also at the time of experiencing, therefore, and it is predominantly taijasa is by the light of memory or the light of consciousness only it can be experienced. And that is the judiya padaha is the second aspect of it. So the subtleness of experience, which is enlightened by our awareness as to be treated as Sopnastana, which includes all no, non-gross experiences. And then the third one is Yatra Suptona Kanjana kamam Kama Na kanjana supnam pachadita tsujuptam. Yatra means in that third state, Suptaha na kanjana kamam kame. The Suptaha the 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 second quarter, what has been referred as the non-gross consumer, na kanjana kaman kame There is no desire or any nothing being done by even at the subtle level. Nakanjana Sopnam Pashyati is not even consuming or experiencing the subtleness of the the Suptaha means is the deep sleeper is being referred here. So in the deep sleep, Nakanjana Kamam Kame there is no desires which is predominantly happening in the waking. It is not even having the dream world. That susuptam, that Suptaha or Sushuptam is the same. That is what is called the Sushuptaha or the deep sleeper. Sushuptasthanaha, in the state of Sushupti, Eki it, it was dissolved into one, oneness. it is a pure awareness as a mass of lump of awareness. And there is nothing other than that. Because there is nothing other than that, it appears to be the most peaceful and pleasing and peaceful state of experience. That Cheto Mukaha here is, is to be understood that it is the one which is enjoying this bliss or the peace of the deep sleep with the mukha, with that uh, which not going as consuming it as something apart from it but as the light itself. With the face of the light. It has it, the 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 appearance itself, the experiencer of the deep sleeper is in the in the in the in the phase of consciousness itself. pratnya pada is known as the Pratnya, is the, the third quarter. Esha Sarveshvara, Esha Sarvatmya, Esha Andharyami, Esha Yoni, Sarvasya Prabhavapyavu Bhutana. Now that state, which is the third state, can also to be considered as Sarveshvara because is a, is a lord of all because it is from there the waking and the dream is springing out. So it is a Sarveshvara and Sarvatnya because it is the one which is becoming everything. Therefore, it knows everything. Esha Andaryami. It is Yami is because it is not experienced outside. Therefore, it is Yami as, as if residing inside yesha yonihi it is the it is the the sprout or the embryo from where the world of waking the dream and the subtleness and the grossness everything is coming up sarvasya prabhava apiyauhi bhutanam sarva bhutanam so for all the creation the prabhava the the springing up or the appearance and apiyau and the dissolution is happening into it. So that is the state from where the waking and the dream is springing up. And into which the waking and dreaming dissolves it. And ekī Bhutaha. For that is why it is a, it can be considered as Sarveshwara, Sarvajnyas, Antaryami. And then the fourth aspect is being explained in the seventh mantra. Na Andha it is not the subtleness with which we experience the inner world of experience bahi pragnam not the awareness of the gross of the world outside na uveda pragnam now there is a state where in the waking itself we have the the mixture of both subtle and gross being ex- ex- experienced uveda pragnam is a mixture of both gross and i think it's something like memory and, uh, you know, dream, etc. Na it is, it is not that lump of consciousness which is of the deep sleep. So, if it is neither waking nor dream nor anything, then the ordinarily the question can come is na prajnanam. Therefore, it is not awareness at all. Or is it... Na apraknyam, it is that, it is that, it is that, it is shunyata, or it is that void where ap, ap, atnyana, apraknyam is the word of void is happening. So that all those things, it is being refuted, it is none of them, it is beyond all definitions. Therefore, to say which is beyond all definitions, it is itnya ganam, not even ganam. So to that say that, it is Adrishyam. It cannot be perceived through any sense organs. Abhyavaharyam, There is no transaction happening using that or in it. Therefore, there is no Vyavahara or transaction. Agrahim. It cannot be grasped by any means, either by the organs of action or by the organs of senses or by the mind, intellect, etc. So, it is Agrahim by in all means. Because alakshanam because there is no definite mark or identifier with which it can be restricted or pointed outside this is that. Therefore achindyam. So it is not possible with the intellect to think what it is the shape or how does it look like. So it cannot be as an instruction. Which can be given to make it to understand, but it is is Ekātma Pratyasāra. In in every aspect, there is a awareness as a substratum, and that essence of that every existence, the you know the dependency of every ex, every atma or every self, even from a microbial or nano aspect of creation to the grossest of the cosmos, everything has got something called a self, if an aspect of self, its own existence or its own uh, its own independent existence. That is what is called Atma. That Atma Pratyam means is the by the name with which we call it is, whether we call it as an atom or micro uh, bacteria animal, human being, plant, trees, suns, planets, cosmos, etc. These are all Pratyas. So Saram is essence of that. So Ekatma, pratyas, when essence of everyone, every name, the essence of them, of the names with which everyone says, I am, or I, or this, that aspect is called the pra- Ekatma Pratyasaram. And that is only un- can be understood prapanchaopasamam when the multiplicity which is being experienced when that is gone, then you get into that prapanchaopasamam avastha or ekatma pratyasara. This is clear when we have that when the world of experience of the waking is gone, when the world of experience of the subtleness of the dream, a memory, daydreaming, etc., is gone, we get into a state of deep sleep that is the time when it is called prepanchopashamam now this prepanchopashamam is not exclusive to deep sleep that is the nature of atma therefore it is shantam pure and you know peaceful shivam without any contamination or there is no way it is contaminated or anything advaitam there is no no duality in it it is a pure essence chaturtam manyante it, therefore it is considered as beyond the dreamer waker and the deep sleep experience chaturtam manyante it is not that it is a fourth one it is chaturtam is the fourth is being considered because it is in that the waking dream and deep sleep as take place it is, it is in all the three states of waking, dream and deep sleep. But it is not contaminated by the waker, dreamer or the deep sleeper. Therefore, it is the fourth one. That is the Atma. Sa-Atma. That is the Atma. Savitneyaha. And that as the Atma which should be known. And this has been what has been taught by Gaudapada through his karikas starting from the first Atma. Agama Prakaranam, which was an explanation of the Up- Upanishadic mantras. and the second chapter, he brought the Vaidatya prakaranam which is the, the, the illusory nature of world of experiences. Because they are not permanent and they come and go. And the, the one which is observing is not one which is coming and going for Therefore, the subtleness or the illusional nature of the world is being experienced in explained in the Vaidatya Pragaranam. And in the third chapter, which is the which we are going to conclude today, advaita Pragaranam, he has make, you know summarized the first two, saying that there is no difference between the absolute reality which is given in this. The Upanishadic mantras and the first chapter of Sagama Prakaranam, and the illusion, which is treated as experiences by us in our transactional aspect, there is no difference between them because they are all mere appearances of the first only. Therefore, Advaitam, there is no duality. There was no there is no creation, the creation is mere an appearance. And that appearance have to have a dependency of the substratum all because only on a substratum anything can appear. That abstract, the substratum is the reality. The appearances are mere appearances for a limited period. Therefore, they are illusions that but doesn't mean that they do not have experiences. They do not give rise to experiences that experiences are of also of the nature of unreal that is why we do not have a permanent experience of anything of the world the world of experience comes and goes from the childhood till now all experiences we have gone through if you analyze it nothing has stayed with us except that the notion that i the self is the only one which has been observing the changes so the changeless i is the one which has been always there and that i is is neither touched by anything which has been coming and going, nor does have any attraction or intention to be associated with these changes. Therefore it is asangaha, means it is unattached with anything. This asangata itself is what is called Asparsha, or the what you call non-contact by the Atma with the thing. Only when the Atma, the person who has understood these as teachings of Gaudapada, as what he has been teaching, he has the knowledge with which he can remain asparsha or the knowledge of non contact or non entanglement with the world of experiences. This is what is been explained till now in the uh, Advaita Pragrana, which is the last mantra which last karika which he mentioned is that asparsha yogovai nama Sarva Yoginam yogino bibhyadihi asmat abaye vayadarshina the 39th karika which he explained is that asparsha yogovai nama this yoga or this knowledge is known as asparsha asangata or non contact sarvayoginam durdasha dhurg- for all the type of yogis who are practicing the yoga method or the type of yoga which is, which is being practiced for the purpose of achieve, For them they cannot see it. Durdashaha means cannot be seen by them Because they do not follow the Asparsha Yoga of the, the, the non-contact because they have been always in the process of attaining something they are in the process of grasping something or even experiencing something. This is something which cannot be experienced. Therefore, Sarva Yogina durdesha. Durdasha, they will never be able to experience it. Asmat Yogina Bibyandi Abhaye. Therefore, the yogis are afraid to follow this path because they are interested to grasp and achieve something by the activity, by the karma or the yoga or all the methods which have been mentioned for the beginners. So even after becoming a yogi, he doesn't want to take a plunge into the asparasata or the non attached aspect of the reality. And therefore, they are afraid of, you know, abandoning the self, which they think is the self till now. That self is a non-contact or non-attached to anything which is known. It is beyond the knowns. So, therefore, people are scared. Asma, yogina, Bibyandi abhayabhaya darshina. This state where it is all by itself and it is the lord of all. Sarveshvara, sarvatna is the knowledge of everything. Abhyam, that is the state of the fearlessness or the state of absolute fearlessness, even that is being is, uh, uh, afraid of even attaining that by the yogis because they feel that they, they will become z- uh, no, non entities because the, when the self is gone, the which they were thinking as the aham, um, that self individuality, when that is lost, everything is lost. That fear is the reason why they, why they are seeing the fear in at, at, approaching to this truth, eh? Asparsha Yoga. Now having explained that, Gaudapada in the next 7-8 Karikas is giving us the method of practicality or applying this what he has been taught as the Nididhyasana or the method of meditation using a unique meditative method which is not recommended in even in the Patanjali Yoga Sutra or any other methods given earlier. So those who have understood this aspect of the Turiya and the dream world, waking world and the deep sleep as experiences happening in Turiya and the Turiya or the Brahma or the Atma is my reality and I need to abide in that as a Asanga or unattached or uncontacted or Asparsha Yogena. This Asparsha Yoga how do we practice is being explained by Gaudabada from the 40th Karika onwards. Manaso nigrahayattam nigraha abhayam sarvayoginam dukkha kshaya prabodecha abhicha akshaya shanti evacha. Sarvayoginam for all the yogis. Abhayam this state of fearlessness. Manasa nigrahayattam can be achieved by nigraha of the manas. Now nigraha yattam, the word the nigraha is a is a word used in a special sense by Gaudabada because when we go to the next Karigas you will understand why he is t- using the word nigraha. Mano Nigraha, it is not the chittavritti Niroda. See there is a difference between Niroda and Nigraha. Graha Datu is basically to grasp. So, nigraha means it is the one which is not grasping. Now, manasa nigraha means the mind when it is not grasping anything. There is a state of mind being freed by any activity of grasping things of experiences. Forget about the object, even experiences are not grasped by the mind. type of a state of the withdrawal of the mind is the the one word which is mentioned as manatsa nigrahayattam, which will be leading to dukkha kshaya. Now here the word dukkha kshaya is, is that one aspect of not the sorrow alone what he is mentioning. Here the dukkha kshaya should be taken as all aspects of mind because what is as per Gaudapada is the reality being perceived in the experiences are transient and temporal in nature. And whatever has been transient and temporal in nature has been always a cause for sorrow because the attachment towards that or the engagement with that gets broken and there is no continuity on the experiences. Therefore it is giving a sorrow or loss, or we done. we we feel you know left out or you know lost that that the absence of the experiences, Prabodaha dukkha chaya Prabodaha means prabodha is is what is called the annihilation of the sorrows. So the manasa nigraha yattam, the process with which the mind need to be withdrawn for the annihilation of all the dukkha and kshaya both of them cha api akshaya shanti evacha not only that also akshaya shanti evacha when you do that when the transient nature of the you know temporal experience of the world when it is not there you have no aspect or nothing other than that which can come and go. Therefore, it is akshaya, it is never diminished by that because that is the unending peace or never diminishing nature of the peace or that. But all the peace or shanti or sukham what we mention in our transaction is that dependent upon the conditions of the mind. Now here when the mind is withdrawn, from all sparsha or all nigraha, or uh, nigrahayatam, when the contact with the experiences, when the mind is gone, that is a different shanti because that shanti has nothing in it, that state has nothing other than the atma or the the observer or the substratum or the turiya, atma, whatever word you want to use it doesn't matter, that is the unique state where The peace achieved remains as anandi, akshaya. It is also should be understood. This is the way in which one should with what will be the outcome. Now, how do we do that? Manasa nigrahayatam is easily said and done because we all know that mind is the biggest culprit. And easily Gaudapada says Manasa nigrahayatam. It is that nigraha. The effort of nigraha of the mind is the one with which you get akshaya shanti. So, for that, he is now describing the methods one by one. Utshega udega yadwad kushagrena binduna manasa nigraha tadwad baved apari khedataha. Yadwad kushagrena binduna. Now, an example is being given. Assume that. You are using a needle because kushagra means is something similar to a needle. If you are dipping the needle into the ocean and when you pull out, you may get a very small droplet at the end of it. Using this as an simile or an example, if somebody is trying to dry up the ocean using the needle, and dipping the needle in the ocean and drying it, the droplet. Uddega the ocean, utsake drying up. Tadvad, like that. Manasa Nigraha. The, the control of the mind or the withdrawal of the mind from this objects. Here now you should understand that the mind is considered here to be the status which is engaged in the world of objects which is considered as the ocean of experiences from the ocean of experiences when you are trying to withdraw the the, the mind it is as good as withdrawing every drop of ocean by you know dipping the mind the, the needle like mind into the ocean and pulling out and and drying it it is it may appear to be impossible But why he has mentioned here this example is Kushagrena Binduna There is a story in one of the Puranas That is the reason why he is using that example here The story goes like this There are two sparrows The couple had laid eggs And they were in the cliff near the ocean In the high tide the ocean takes away the eggs and the birds are anguished. They were sorrowful, but they were determined that, no, we will wet, we will dry up the ocean and recover the eggs because that is what is our purpose of life is being defeated. Otherwise, they were going, picking up the with the beak, a little ocean coming to the land and throwing it. This became a big issue. And the news spread out all the Devas, in Asuras, Manushya, Sarva, kingara deva, Gandharva, everybody was there watching this. And Narada Muni, he was passing by that. He also saw that. And he found that this is just madness. The birds will die. They will never be able to get the, the eggs from the ocean. So Narada goes to Vishnu. And tells that Vishnu, this is uh, just injustice which is being done. The ocean, after having seen that, that they are so determined to achieve the the eggs, the ocean should have some empathy or you know, and given back the eggs to the birds. It is the it is a shame for all creations. And you are the you are the protector of all that has been created. So it is not this thing. So. His vehicle, which is Garuda, is belonging to the, the bird family, and supposed to be the king of the birds. So Vishnu glances at Garuda and say, "See, it is your family of members which are suffering like that uh, look the Vishnu gives to Garuda. And Garuda takes the uh, goes toward the ocean and, you know, enlarges its body. So that the wings are spreading around the earth type of a situation, and it starts blowing the wings, and the ocean starts becoming drier, drier by each blow. And the Varuna Deva, who is the king of the ocean, immediately understood I am under threat. But what mistake I did, I don't know. So he pre- appears in front of the Garuda and asks for, for you know, peace and say that I do not know what mistake I has done. So, please tell. So, Garuda narrates what has happened, this thing. So, understanding what the thing has happened, Varuna, Varuna gives back the eggs to the, the birds. And, you know, the whole story ends that uh, saying that, that even such a little creature giving an effort could shake the entire creation, the creator, to achieve its result. So kushagrena binduna is the example used there that the birds were not taking water using their beak. They had taken a Kushagra, the grass of a kusha, which is mentioned here, that was which was used by the birds. So the example Kushagra binduna is to only to remind us that it is not impossible, but it is something which is, you know, takes a lot of effort when incessantly done will have away, it will happen. Never never mind that. So Manasa how will it be that don't feel that it is impossible to do that? Because those who that is why Yogina Vibhyandi, they have been trying to manonigraham chitta chitta Vritti nirodha what they were planning and practicing. And they found that it is impossible to handle that because what was doing is, whenever you try to control the mind, the mind gets again back to its own, it is like a rubber, it goes back to its own uh, nature. So, if Gaudabada is saying, Manav Nigraha is the only way, uh, the question can come, you know, it is uh, something which is being impossible to that saying that here, yeah, Gaudabada says, don't even think that even Kushagira Binduna, that birds were able to get to achieve their result, even though, even when it is done incessantly. So, there should not be any fear that you will not achieve. So, to understand that, there are four types of obstacles for a Manonigraha. I am not talking about chittavritti niroda. I am talking about Manonigraha, which is also called Dhyana Pradibandha. The prana pratibandha. There are four obstacles which are normally faced in the in the nididhyasana. Are one is called the laya, the mind getting into a sleep mode because of the rise of tamoguna. When it when the activity of the mind goes, it goes into a tamoguna state, and the tamoguna is the the slumber which will push one into laya. Laya means sleep. That is the one of the uh, impediments or the Pradibandha. The next one is Vikshepa. The wandering of the mind and a highly active mind. So Rajoguna is predominantly by the Rajoguna, the activity of the mind. The mind is unsettled all the time. So they are not able to do the Mano Nigraha or controlling it. So that becomes a problem. That here this Vikshepa has got different aspect. That is, which I'll come to it later, and vikshepa is caused by two aspects of it. One is our current transactional knowledge and memory and likes and dislikes and raga dvesha, etc. And there is one thing called invisible or what is called the vasana preritam or the latent nature of the mind. So that aspect I'll be explaining after the fourth one is explained. The, uh, no, the third and fourth. The third one is Kashayam is the unmanifest or hidden disturbances due to hidden raga and Dvesha. Now hidden raga and Dvesha is what raga and Dvesha is likes and dislikes. We are unaware of certain likes and dislikes in our normal transaction. But only when the when we start looking at the mind. Closely as the activities of the mind, we ourselves will be surprised that unwanted thoughts are coming up. Where where did these type of thoughts come up is unpredictable or there is no explanation. We have never experienced these type of experiences in our normal life. But mind is bringing up these experiences of objects or experiences or likes and dislikes which are till now, not nurtured by us in our normal life and that is what is called kashayam or the contamination of the mind by, by the nature of the raga and duvasha which is in the subconscious mind. And the fourth and the last one is rasaswada. rasaswada is that when the mind starts becoming tranquil or peaceful there is a happiness which naturally comes in the mind. This happiness is what most of the meditators, those who are thinking that they have achieved that experience of bliss and peace. And they think that this is them, and they like to go back to that state of bliss and bliss and say called Rasaswada. That is the en- and that engagement of that bliss of Peace of the mind, but it is not the mind has become Nigraha. The mind has becoming due to the this Ananda or the is basically due to the absence of Rajas and Tamas. But it is not completely become Sattvic also. So the predominance of the the Sattvic nature comes in the mind. There is a tranquility and the peace which is appearing in the mind for the meditators and the most of the meditators feel that i have achieved my goal and they start reveling in that one not knowing that it is a play of the mind in the sattvic mode not beyond the I mean beyond the mind which is being otherwise controlling you here we should understand that the mind has two things which are very difficult to control is vikshepa Vikshepa is unwanted, un, un, uh, the wandering of the mind, which is without our control. Now, this, to an extent, we can bring by by the tnana, using that what is being wandering of the mind. When you observe the mind, you get uh, the mind is not being controlled. When the mind controls you, you have no control on yourself. But when you control the mind and its wandering, you are the master of the mind, and you can control what is being taught, and you can objectify it. And when you objectify that happening in the mind, the Viksheva of the mind or the you know the wandering of the mind will not get the energy or the support for reveling in that. Anishochanam. That continuous engagement in that object or the subject of experience. But what happens in the Rasatswada is that. There is no object, but it is a piece of the nature of the mind, but that itself is an experience. We do not realize that that is also an an experience and should not be engaged in that experience. These aspects are being explained by Gaudapada in the subsequent uh, Karikas. Upayena nigrihyad vikshiptam kama bogayoho suprasannam layecha eva yada kama Boga Yoho. immersed in the desires and their consumption. Vikshiptam the perturbed mind. Upayena nigrihyad. There is an upaya or a method which he has not explained in this kariga but he is explaining in the Next kariga Upayena Nigriniyad should be one should control the mind using that upaya or the method. Suprasannam laye even though the deep sleep is giving the extreme peace, the suprasannam is that state of extreme happiness. Laya means laya here, always understood the word laya is used as the laya of the deep sleep by Gaudapada. Laye suprasannam means that, that extreme happiness of the deep sleep. Evacha kama, even from the desires also, when the desires are fulfilled also, the mind becomes engaged or mind becomes non mind in the sense that the mind forgets other things but only in that desired object and which we explained earlier, priya moda, pramoda aspect of the mind. And the mind, when it becomes Pramoda in the desired object, there also Suprasannam or the hack stream happiness is happening. Both in the deep sleep as well as when it is achieved the desired object and engaged in that object, this Suprasanna Vastha is happening. Yadha Laye Tada in the Kama. Both are identical, is what Gaudapada is saying. In the deep sleep, what happiness is there? It is the same happiness in the waking when we are engrossed in an object which has been achieved and we engage in that object for consumption of that. We, 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 we forget everything and engage in it because that was the most desirable thing which we wanted. And when we, are de- when we are engaging in that, we forget our own existence to the extent we engage in that You know, consumption of the object of desire both the laya the deep sleep and this one are identical as per uh, gaudapada's definition because there when there is nothing to engage also the mind had become in a in a laya or a dissolved state when a desired object is achieved and the mind dissolves in the desired object there also the laya takes place the slumber and the desire is identical when a in the similar situation. So, Upaya is what? dukham sarvam anusmritya kama bhoga nevartayet ajam sarvam anusmritya jatam na evatu pasyati Now, this is the Upaya, what he is saying, referring to the method. Sarva sugam anusmritya sarva sukham, sarva dukham. Dukkha means ka means Sukam Dukkha Chala. The, all, the, all those things which have to be included in that. When that Anusmritya, it, you, when you are remembering that Kama Bhogad, when it is the desires and their engagements, which are the cause for the Sukha, Dukkha, etc. Not the nature of the mind. And there Anusmritya by remembering that all experiences are from the engagement of the objects of the desires. Objects of desires, objects of hate, both can be included in that. Nivartayed, one should withdraw from that. That is both likes and dislikes, Raga Dvesha. From that, one should withdraw itself. Now withdrawing is not possible see the problem with the mind is that it needs to it is like a hook it needs somewhere to be hung then only it will remain there without that the mind is is not able to function so sarvam ajam what we have learned till now in the first 2 and 3 chapters we know that the, there is no real jananam janam ajadi ajada so ajam is the nature of the reality all those things which are seen as desires are jatam and therefore mritam they all have got birth and death so they are all transient in nature the intransient one is the ajam or the unborn. anusmritya that remembering that so the who de-hook the mind from the which are born and having death the birth and death or the transient ones, which is having temporary nature, you should know, not only you should know that that are the temporary nature of the objects of desires, but you should hook on hook the mind that there is the nature of the immortal I or Ajam. What appears as Jadam na evatu pasyati. When you attach the mind to the ajam, that time the mind is not looking towards the transient ones. From that temporal experiential what comes and goes as experiences when you when you turn the mind away from that towards the ajam which is the imborn ekatma pratyasaram pravanjo vasamam. Shandam Shivam Advaitam, the seventh chapter has mentioned what is the nature of it. When you give that that uh, the mind that one to hold on to you, the mind will not look towards the temporal ones because it needs a permanent happiness. It is confused that happiness is in the changing objects and therefore it was running after one after the other. But when he knows, when the mind knows that this ajam. Or the nature of the permanency of one's own nature is the reality and it is that, that paramam shanti, that akshayam shanti, akshayam shantam, that un, in the undiminishing happiness is that. Then it doesn't look towards the outside experiences. But what happens? The mind being the mind like a monkey cannot be retained. So Gaudapada says that Lay Samboday Chittam Bhikshiptam Samayat Punaham Sakasayam Vijaniya Samappraptam nachalay. Now this is the real practice Upaya. Laye Samboday Chittam. If the mind goes toward the slumber and the deep sleep, sambode wake it up. No, shake up. By you know addressing it, bring it. So the moment you address the mind, when it is going for some, the chantancy for the mind is to run after the wandering nature. vikshiptam That will be the nature of the mind. When it's going into wandering, you have to samayet punaha. You have to bring it into the peace of by addressing it to the from the temporary ones to the ajam nityam, that one which is again to be brought. But when it is coming, the mind has nothing to hold on to it or it. When it remains tranquil for some time, the tendency for the mind to slip into sleep is again. So this cycle will keep on happening. Laye sambhoyetayet chittam vikshiktam samayet punaha Sakashayam vijaniyat. These are all the impediments is what one should understand that. that The nature of the mind to shift between the deep sleep and wandering and deep sleep and wandering is the kashayam. Now, the kashayam has got when the world of objects have also gone, there are what you call vasana preritam or the inherent tendencies by which you, The mind will hold on and create, you know, pull up the what you call uh, deep subconscious mind tendencies for it because when we, when we are not allowing it to go out to the world outside, outside worlds have been, been explained and uh, now the mind has understood that they are all temporary in nature, but that is the time when the subconscious mind throws up its own impressions. And that becomes a attraction for the mind to hold on to it. That is the Ragadvesha, which is coming in there as a Kashayam. So that also should be an an Vijaniya, that should be made, the mind should be made to know that this is also not to be engaged in. When these cycle of, you know, the mind going between the sleep to the external wandering, to the internal wandering, these When it is keep on happening, it will come to a stage Sampraptam. That will be a stage of when it becomes tired, not able to run after any of these things. And it will settle by itself. And it is not allowed to sleep because Laya Sambodaya. We are waking it up, not allowing it to go to the deep sleep. There will be a stage of Sampraptam. Sampraptam means that is... Once the tranquility is achieved, the samam, samam is here the equipoise or tranquility. Praptam means having achieved that tranquility. Then it should not be disturbed. Let it remain in that tranquil state forever. But from there, if it tries to go to sleep, that the tendency of the mind will be there to go to sleep first. Sambodayet chittam. That time it should be shaken up again. And it will try to go for wandering, don't allow it to go for wandering. And when it is throwing up the internal desires and everything, understand that these are all not real things, it it is the tendencies of the subconscious mind. By educating the mind to all these three aspects, the Absolute sampraptam is achieved, the tranquility of the mind is, is achieved. Then the next Karika said, Na aswadayet Sukam Tatra Nisangah Pratnaya Bhavet Nishalam nischaritam Eki Kuryat Na aswadayet Sukam There is a happiness in that tranquility, but one should not get you know immersed in that, engrossed in that happiness of tranquility. Pratnaya Nisangha Bhavet. This is the asparsha yoga what is being referred. Pratnaya, by wisdom, Nisangahabhave. even that should not be because anything which is being experienced is not what the experiencer is. Therefore, even the tranquillity which is being experienced, the mind when it is not wandering or not consuming the subconscious mind desires, nor it is going to sleep. there is a tranquillity. And that tranquility is still an experience. So that time Pratnaya nisangaha bhavet. By the wisdom of asparsha or nisangata, you want the wisdom should be applied. There you will be nistalam, will be absolute unmoving. The mind is not in motion. That is the time when the. Amani bhava or prapanchopashamam, everything has come to you know a standstill. Nistalam, nischara chittam, and the tendency of the mind to wander about is also not there because it is in that state where it has Pratnaya and it has been nissangaha bhavet. It has been told to, it has been educated, it has been conditioned and trained to remain unattached to anything which is as an experience. So that they set of alert mind, at the same time, it is not experiencing anything. Ekī kuryat prayatnataha. That, that one-pointedness, ekagrata ekī ekagrata prayatnata. by effort that ekagrata should be brought in. and Yada
1: when
0: the mind is not in the going to the sleep nor it is wandering about and disturbed again by Tadam, in that time Aning Aningana mana abhasam that aningana means the motionless mind is is full of awareness but there is no motion in the mind nishpannam without any projection that itself is that is what is brahma or atma it is in full brightness, there is no experiencing, that is an sam na nabhasam. So that mind is not in the mode of experiencing and there are no projection, no deep sleep, no wandering of the mind, but it is full awareness without consuming, without knowing anything. But at the same time, it is it is in the bhasam. Means it is in the full bright, full awareness. It is not that it is not awareness. It is not aware of anything. But it is aware of itself. That aware of itself not as an object but as an existential reality. That is Brahma. Tad Brahma. That is what is to be understood as Brahma. Swastam shantam sanirvanam akatyam sugamuttamam. Ajam ajena neyena sarvatnyam Sukham, happiness. Swastam, fixed, fixed or steady. Shantam, peaceful. Sanirvanam, unified in oneness of that Nirvana Vasta or the Turiya the Vasta, Amani In that, which is Akatyam, which cannot be explained. It is that is the state which it actually happens, which the mind cannot mind, but with which the mind becomes the mind that will be known to the mind at that time, which is known as happiness, peaceful and that state of amanibhava, When the mind it becomes the no mind at the same time, full of awareness, uttamam extreme. Ad- that is the state of extreme awareness it is not the awareness of any objectified awareness it is awareness of the total awareness itself ajam ajena neena by that ajam which is unborn which because it doesn't become born because and by the there here the ajam ajena are the two aspects of the awareness itself The first ajam is the mind which is not the born mind which engages in the world outside. Therefore, it is the mind which is unborn before the birth as an individuality. Jivam kalpayade purvam is what the beginning state is that. This is that kalpana of the jiva itself has not happened. The jiva lost the separatedness of that. Therefore, it becomes ajam. Ajena, by the awareness of the Atma, Neyena, by knowing that, it becomes Sarvatnyam Parichakshate. It becomes the Sarvatnya, because it, now that awareness of the Atma is able to perceive the mind without any contamination, at any Kalanka or any kashaya, which is the Sapsatya in which the world appears to be as separate, but the world is not there now. Then only that mind can be seen as ajam, before the creation. And that knowledge is the Sarvatnya state of the omniscient state. Parichakshasai, by, by those who have achieved that, they have mentioned this as the state. Var ajena ajam parichakshade, tad brahma and in the, in the last Kāriga, Gaudapata concludes that, Na kinchit jāyate jīvaha sambhava asyana vidyate. Eta tad uttamam satyam na kinchit na jāyate. He is reiterating again. Na kinchit jāyate jīva jāyate. Never was the birth of a jīva has taken place. Not only that, sambhava asyana vidyate. There is no possibility for the creation to take place. Therefore, there was never a birth for a jiva, nor there is a potency for the jiva to be created. This is the ultimate truth. Where there is no birth for anything. The birth and the creation is only an unreality which is giving, feeling the experiences because the unreality is taken as a reality. Therefore, the experiences of the unreality becomes experience. In reality, there is no experience also. When that, uh, when that mind becomes the unborn mind, means the state before the mind is born, that mind when it is being perceiving the the source from the mind itself has come or the source is not different from where it is and therefore the ajam ajena mean become they become the mind. the mind becomes the atma that is why the atma and the mind are not sub. there is no two separate the mind is not separate the mind itself is the atma but when we call it as mind it has become the one which has felt the separate but when the separatedness of the mind is understood by it, that there is nothing, no creation in reality, there is nothing other than that awareness. Therefore, the mind doesn't become any more mind. The amani bhava, the mind becomes the one, the ajam. And na jayati, there is nothing which is ever born. So, therefore, there is no creation. There is no world of plurality. And the experiences is from there. Misunderstood creation and experiences are uh, appearances in the mind not knowing its own reality. The moment mind knows its own reality, the mind becomes no mind and then you become Asparsha Yoga or that state of untouched by anything. So with that we complete the Advaita Pragaranam. Om purna mad purnamidam purnaat purnam purnasya Purnamadaya maaday purnameva vashishyate Om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om thank you dhanyawad
2: Thank you, Binduji. This is a very profound session. Um, because uh, I was using Upadesh Sara between Mano Laya to Mano Nasha. You know, Upadesha Sara is like a self-appraisal to me uh, to <laughs> validate journey and where I stood in that. Um, that step between Mano Laya to Mano Nasha is practically now told and you so profoundly art- articulated it today you know this is amazing I think right from those objectification of the mind from looking at Laya, vikshepa, Kashaya and swada, this is you know very well laid out in a way that um, that, that finals what you told was mind is no other than awareness that the guru can only do this this purna chandra guru is the purna chandra he's reflecting the complete you know back to a disciple like us here um, uh, thank you this is sort of salt that missing practical instructions move from a manolaya to Manonasha is fully covered today I think this is, I was looking for it. I think yeah, that was just that laid out. I think I was just, just stand with it. Uh, thank you so much, Binduji.
1: Namaskar, Binduji. And namaskar, everyone.
2: Namaskar.
1: If you could throw some more light on the aspect of Nididhyasana that you mentioned, the Advaitic approach towards Nididhyasana.
0: I have covered it completely in this lecture. What more can you throw more light? You have to understand the four aspects of that. You know, Laya, Vikshepa, Kashaya and Rasa swada, which has been explained. If you know these four aspects, with that knowledge, you should be able to bring your mind from what you think your mind is to the mind before it became the individual That is what is the most important aspect
1: Sure, sure. Thank you. I will listen to the replay um, The way to nididhyasan has been uh, given in these verses So I have just made some points So I am going to repeat them. If there is a problem in my understanding, please point it out. So the way is to observe the mind with the knowledge that all that mind sees is itself. And one has to be unattached. So Gyan and Vairagya. Now there are four problems in this. One is dullness. The other is scatteredness of mind then there are hidden impressions and then there is also the uh, objective experience of happiness or early celebration one can say. And the solution that is given is detachment from both desire and slumber. When uh, not to So the वो नींद की तरफ जाता है। अब नींद ना आने पे आ, कोशिश करके आ, जगे रहें और नींद ना आए तो मन दबे अनुभवों को सामने लाता है। अब ये बात याद रखनी है कि अनुभव चाहे वो जैसे रसा स्वाद में जिक्र है कि एक्सपीरियंस of happiness, चाहे वो दबे हुए अनुभवों या आनंद के अनुभवों, वो दोनों ही सत्य नहीं हैं। क्योंकि सत्य जो है वो हमेशा है उसका कोई कारण नहीं हो सकता तो इसको तो ज्ञान और वैराग्य को साथ में लेते हुए और इन चारों परेशानियों से आदमी उभर सकता है वो इसके पार जा सकता है और जो उसके पार है उसका कोई कारण नहीं है अजम शब्द का इस्तेमाल किया गया है और साथ ही साथ वहां से उसे so it whatever I said, is it the right summary of what you Haji Haji. Okay. Thank you. kaha apne. So this is a, like a process that one has to ah,
0: Upaya Adya Adyasa see even in Bhagavad Gita Krishna says in the sixth chapter no Kondeya So abhyasa means repetition. Or the process has to be repeated because the mind is not an easy thing to be under control. So a a repetition of these with the understanding. See what happens is that without understanding when you practice something, it is temporary in nature. It won't last long. But when it is with the understanding, it becomes a conviction and becomes part and parcel of yourself. When that is taking place, And it will get augmented when you have detachment, vairagya. So repetition and vairagya or detachment when you bring them into a combined mode, it will become easier for that the mind doesn't get attached again because of the detachment. And the mind will not be going into slumber because you are keeping the mind alert at the same time not allowing it to attach to any of the physical, worldly objects. That is the time when the mind will throw out the innate tendencies or what is called the latent subconscious mind. So that also should be understood as the nature of the mind and detached from them also. And that time there will be a peace or tranquility. Don't confuse that tranquility as the nature of its pure purity. Even that is an experience as a tranquility. So that should also not be taken as You know that uh, the final stage, because as long as it is being experienced, you should objectify it and saying that that is also part of the, the purer side of the mind, but not the active mind, which is in the objects, nor the slumber mind, which is going into its sleep. So these are all aspects of the mind itself. And when this practice becomes more and more, this, the tranquility, which you have Experiencing the initial stages, which also you did not accept as a final stage, will be will turn itself into the nature of the mind as shantam, Shivam, Advaita. The duality is not there that I am the enjoyer of the tranquility, <coughs> nor that I am the knower of the tranquil mind or the peace of my mind. No, the mind has become no mind. That is the time when mind becomes no mind. It is not, there is no birth of the mind. No individuality is born. Therefore, Ajena Ajantnena. That is the time when it. Tad Brahma. That is the state of Brahma, Turiya, Aratma. So, the jiva which was thinking itself till then as an individual separation. Identifies with the total awareness. There is what is There is nothing called the. Something becoming another one. It knows its real nature. Therefore, it becomes everything. So, Brahma, Atma, Turiya, all these words which are used for explaining the same things, becomes the nature of the mind, or the mind becomes one with it. So, there is no two, two separate. That is the Advaitam. That is the Paramartha, Avastha.
1: Thank you, Vindhoji.
0: Namaste, uh, I would like
1: I would like to say thank you because, as you said, we have completed uh, we have completed a big part of Mandukya, and it's an invaluable resource for us, like this live session as well as the YouTube recording. So, really thankful and feeling blessed to have heard this from you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Shri. Ji, uh, sir, am... लाइक like, पिछले 6 महीने से अप, आ, जो अपने आ, सनातन धर्म के बारे में ये सारी द्वैत द्वैत और इन चीज सर आनंदमय शब्द मेरे कभी-कभी वो सचित आनंद वो आ, शब्द होता है तो उसको परमात्मा ब्रह्म के लिए जो होता है तो मगर मैं विवेक छोड़ा मनी में वो आ, अब वो कह रहा है आनंदमय नहीं हो, वो बिकार है अनंद नहीं हो सकता मेरे को ये प्लीज अगर बता दे आनंद जो है वो परमात्मा का स्वरूप में आता है या वो वो विकारों में आता है अनंद है उसको किस बोलोगे कॉन्ट्राडिक्ट मेरे को लगी ये बात वो शंकराचार्य जी वो, वो उनका ही वो सत अनंद उनका वो ऐसे मानते हैं फिर वो आनंदमय को वो बिकार मानते हैं तो आप प्लीज मेरे को इसके बारे में थोड़ा बता दे तू
0: भाई भोज बहुत स, 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 सिंपल है यदि आनंद आपका अनुभव है और आप जानते हैं कि आप आनंद का अनुभव कर रहे हैं वो आनंद आत्मा का रूप नहीं है जो आत्मा का रूप है वो आनंद इसलिए कहा जाता है कि वहां दूसरा नहीं है कुछ जब दूसरा कुछ भी नहीं है तो अनुभव करने के लिए कुछ भी नहीं है तो वो स्वरूप आनंद हो जाता है वो स्वरूप आनंद में ना अनुभव करने वाला अलग है ना अनुभव वाला तो वो आनंद को परमानंद बोलता है बाकी सब आनंद अनुभवी अनंत है जो जिसके लिए आनंद अनुभव करने वाला अलग है अनुभव के लिए जो आनंद है वो वस्तु प्रेरित होता है वस्तु से या वस्तु मतलब आदरदन वो जो अनुभव करने वाले से भिन्न चीजों से बने हुए आनंद है इसीलिए वो आनंद जैसे चित्त का ना चित्त का अलग-अलग यूसेज होता है चित्त का मेमोरी का यू के स्मरण का ग्रह है या चिंता का ग्रह है और ना ये ना ज्ञान का ग्रह है इस तरफ अलग-अलग और चैतन्य का रूप भी चित्त बोलता है तो एक ही संस्कृत वर्ड का अलग-अलग इस्तेमाल होता है उसी तरह आनंद का दो रूप है एक अनुभव वाली आनंद है एक वाली आनंद है ये दोनों को अलग करना चाहिए आनंद एक ही है ना शब्दों से लेकिन उसका लक्ष्यार्थ जो है वो भिन्न-भिन्न है
1: जी थैंक यू सर तो जो परमात्मिक आनंद है उसमें वो अनुभूति नहीं है वो वो ऐसा नहीं है जो हम यहां पे फील कर नहीं हैं दन्यूं, दन्यूं,
0: उसको बृहदारण्य उपनिषद में उसके लिए कहा गया है वितन्यातारम अरे जान जो जानने वाले को कौन अपने आप को जानना बोलना मुश्किल हो जाता है ना अपने आप को जानते नहीं हैं अपने आप बन जाता है अपना स्वयं जो है वो कभी आनुभूति का विषय नहीं बनता है।